Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. We are so glad that you're able to join us. Trey has been a little bit under the weather, but he has, man, he has been a He's trooper. competed. He's competed. competed. That's right. So I battled through it, yeah. yeah. That's right. I, I'll be lying if I said I wasn't a little winded by the time the show ended, but um, <laughs> it hadn't been too bad. This round hadn't been too bad. Not as bad as the first time I had it. Well, catch your breath for a minute. I can tell Randy and tell our listeners, Matt Zimmerman was supposed to be on at 4.05. We blew it. Matt's in Searcy, close to you, Randy, for a Razorback Foundation meeting tonight, so he can't be on with us at 6. So, Randy, please put on your notepad. Matt will join us at 4.05 tomorrow. I think we have somebody at 4.30, but he'll be on with us at 4.05 tomorrow for the spot that he missed today. Yeah. A little dose of humility for Zim. He's not that important. No, he 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 handled it superbly. He said he. Uh, I told I tell you what happened, Trey. We just started talking, and then all of a sudden, phone calls started coming in, and we just went mm-hmm. right to him. And so it, that was our fault. I told him that we both got Fs for that. So <laughs> I got an F minus though. Rick yeah, got, got an, an F plus. I got an F plus because it's Randy's responsibility, but I should have reminded him. So anyway, <laughs> but Matt'll be on at four oh five tomorrow. Please write that down. Let's get him on the line before we come on the air tomorrow. How's that? Man, that would be shaking up the world, would it not? (laughs) I've got so many alarms on my phone just to remind me. Like, if I didn't have my phone to remind me of things, you know, now that I'm accustomed to it, I would be completely lost. And I'm sure you have to remind yourself every day, even though you've been doing this now for, what, 17, 18 years Mm -hmm. here on Drive Time Sports, you have to be reminded. They're coming. I could oh, be yeah. on that show again today. <laughs> there is an alarm that goes off at 5.03 every day on my phone, five days a week. Really? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're important, Rick. Well, I also, I, I try to, like, I spend my day trying to save a minute for some reason, like doing two what things at do once that and extra all that kind of stuff. So I know that if I set my alarm at 5.03, that gives me enough time to make sure that I am you know, where I need to be in the spot I need to be in. Because basically I come on right at about 5.07. Unless Neil's on, then it's about 5.10. So I've got it figured out. <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing good. All right. Now, this Rick has been on for a few minutes. I, I Is he still there? No. Okay. Just I really do need sure. a, a uh, chart Jake to keep track. On uh, line two from Cabot is there. So if you want to grab him, he's wanting to talk to Trey. All right. Okay. Jake, on line two. Jake, good afternoon. Good Welcome afternoon. To What's up, Double buddy? R, good afternoon, Rick. How you guys doing, bud? Man, good, doing great. Hey, good to hear, good to hear, man. I'm up here in the big rig. I'll give you all the, the horn real quick. There you go. Now, you know you're using up your allotted seconds. <laughs> every, every, yeah, every car around me just breaks when I did that. Just <laughs> uh, 
Hey, Trey, I got a question for you, man. Um, I really, really enjoy your walk and talks after the football game. And I was wondering if – and I watch all your shows and I comment on a lot of them and sometimes you get back to me and or whatever when you're, when you're doing them on Facebook. I was just wondering, um, is there any way you could do like a weekly walk and talk and just kind of a, a, a roundup of everything that's going on in Hog Sports even during the off season? Because I think – there's so many people that enjoy that. I think that that that, that would actually probably widen your audience. And, and I know you have a wide audience anyway. I think you're the best, you know, when it comes to knowledge of hog sports, what's going on on the Hill, I'll let you first and, and, and nobody second. I'll tell you, you that right now. Do you watch the hog um, sports live show? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I do. Okay. But well, that's more of what my I'm like asking weekly is, or during football yeah, season, yeah. I do it twice a week. But the, to me, the yeah. walk and talk is just more of like a, it's more of a kind of a mesh it, of, you know, what happened in a game and an emotional yes, sir. reaction. And one of the big criticisms I get on the walk and talk is, why didn't you mention this or why didn't you mention that? And it's because it's well, all off the cuff, you know, and I'm just like going yeah, to the and, time I leave well, the stadium to the time I get to my car the things that are going through in my head, and sometimes I, I miss some stuff. So that's kind of that, why I that, separate the two things. Yeah. But I don't know. Every once in a while, that to I me is what makes it special, one. Trey. State that of that the to union. me is what makes it special is because it, 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 it's off the cuff. And, like, you know, I, I enjoy it even when you're walking around your neighborhood, man, and you're, yeah. and you're just saying, you know, what happened in a game. And so whether it's baseball, which I love, I have a deep love for Razorback baseball, or – you know, basketball or, or whatever's going on, recruiting, like just once a week, man, I think it'd be cool to have you for 10 or 15 minutes just doing a walk and talk about what's going on off the cuff. It doesn't, doesn't need to be union. scripted because I – there you go. The, the, the state of the hog, weekly state of the hog. Well, if it helps you, I am walking right now. I walk every day when I do this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I am talking. <laughs> Watch out for those dogs, Trey. Yeah, yeah. No, every 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 I, day I uh when I, I'm 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 a pacer, so I'm I'm like anybody listening to me may think I'm just sitting down, but I'm I'm literally walking around a loop in my office. Oh, Roger that. I get that, sir. <laughs> hey, listen, I just I just enjoy a whole lot. I really appreciate like to hear it. more of you if, if, if there's any way possible. And Brick and Double R, of course, I enjoy you guys, man. Long time, long time listener. You guys know that. And, uh, hope you guys are doing well. God bless you guys, man. I'll keep on listening and uh, keep on rolling. Go Hogs. All right, Drive Jake. safely out there, Jake. Thank you. Say, I got to leave people wanting more. I don't want to give them too much. Well, he obviously wants more. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I like pressure it. on him. You got to do it now. Uh, I, I, want him, I want him wanting more. Once a week. I don't, I don't want him feeling fulfilled yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, here's a couple of questions for you in regards to our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. Hopeful Hog. Trey, what odds do you put on each of our four Star Hoopers not transferring. What odds do you put on each of our four-star Hoopers? See, I'm not sure you can throw a blanket, mean, though, over all of them. Does he mean the four-star four Hoopers or the, the four-star four Yeah, hoopers. Pinion, Ford, yeah. and Dunning. Dunning. Um, so there's three of them. I'd say two out of the three, at least. At least? <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Two out of three. So it's like a 66% chance that two of the three will be leaving? I don't know. I don't want to say. I mean, I still think there's a chance that all three of them could leave. But, I mean, I just I just know they're not playing. I know that what's going to happen this offseason is Musselman's going to bring in a lot of transfer additions um, who are older veteran players who probably have had success at their other institution or have an extremely high ceiling like uh, Trevon Brazil did. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's an unfortunate way the game is played. You used to kind of build a team, and you'd be there for three, four years altogether. Uh, but it's not that way anymore. And if you're not playing, then you transfer. That's been my experience these last few years. And it's, I don't, I, I would love for all those guys to return and develop in the program. I'm not saying like I want them to. I don't want Darian Ford to transfer. But just given the nature of the game and how things have trended the last several years, not just at Arkansas, but across the country, I think the odds are stacked in the favor of players just transferring. I'm going to guess, and this I have no basis for this whatsoever other than they're from Arkansas. I think Ford and Pinion will come back next year. Who if is the last player who didn't play? If they don't play, play next year, they'll leave. Who's the last player at Arkansas who just didn't play? And they, by didn't play, I mean like barely saw minutes yeah. um, and stuck yeah. around the next year. I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and look. I'm sure there have been some, but I, I would say – Pinion has played a key role in two wins. And sometimes that may – because how long did we say Keyshawn Johnson wasn't playing enough? But he kept coming back. And so I think Kalami. he and Ford – I think they'll come back. That's Kalami. my opinion. I think Pinion is the most likely to come back yeah. because he has played more. Yeah. And he's I, from I Arkansas. I think Darian Ford is the most likely – the second most likely to come back because yeah. he's from Arkansas. Right. And then Dunning – and he has played a little bit here and there. I'd say Dunning's um, chances but are Dunning's the, zero. That'd be yeah. mine. I, I guess you should say 5% because somebody could always do that. And I don't know him. I don't never around him. I don't know. But I know he, to your point, Trey, he never plays. He's a four-star as a player of the year in Alabama. Mm. And I'm sure somebody would say, yes, we'd love to have you. Now I want to just go back and look at all the past rosters. <laughs> <laughs> See what those transfer numbers are like. Double-check the facts. Uh Hog Henry says, recently Hog Sports posted an article ranking the U of A as having the 12th most lavish facilities. Please explain challenges keeping our recruiting classes in the 20s instead of the top 15. It doesn't have anything to do with the facilities at Arkansas. They're top-notch compared to the rest of the country, even in the SEC, as that article noted. Uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the support uh, from fans. It doesn't have anything to do with stigmas that you see, um, you know, referred to at, at Arkansas. People don't wear shoes or any of that stuff. Uh, it has to do with location. I mean, that's the very, very bottom line is proximity to highly talented recruits. The state of Arkansas just does not produce at the level of some of these other states, some of, uh, you know, um, you know, Mississippi produces an absurd amount of talent per capita. Uh, Louisiana does the same. And, you know, obviously Texas, there's a lot of schools in there recruiting Texas. Um, that's generally the big problem. And even if you say, well, Mississippi's not that far, you can reach in there. I mean, keep in mind that Tuscaloosa is, 
you know how close Tuscaloosa Tuscaloosa is to Starkville, you know, and, and Mississippi, About 50 and, miles. And, and who all goes in there to recruit. So uh, that's that's the main problem with it, it's not that Arkansas. Um, if Ar- if you took you know if you displaced um, you know a bunch of people and moved them in the state of Arkansas, and suddenly Arkansas's population was 10 million people. Uh, Arkansas would probably be viewed as a power program. I mean, they they have everything that they need except for proximity to highly ranked yeah, recruits. That's it. That's the bottom line. It's all geography. You're right. Now, where the transfer portal can help change things for Arkansas is, you know, I think you, as a program, you start you start recruiting, you know, players from the high school ranks that you feel really strong about and not – and not you don't recruit anybody that you feel like, you know maybe this guy has a chance with some development in a couple of years and yada yada. Um, you can close the gap with the transfer portal because those athletes have been through the recruiting process, and they know that it's not that maybe proximity isn't the only important thing, or you know it's it's opportunities, it's playing time, you know it's playing in the SEC. Um, you know, whether it's players in the SEC footprint, out of the SEC footprint, or, you know, in, in like lower levels, like Arkansas has brought in some guys that have had some, some success. So that is where I think Arkansas can close the gap. And for all the, you know, talk we have about NIL and uh, transfer portal and how it's, you know, doing this or that to the game, I really think it's it's probably a good thing for Arkansas if they, you know, do it the right way. It's an opportunity for them to close the gap with some with some programs. I mean, I I said last year, and I, I stand by this, when you look at Arkansas's roster last year, uh, man for man, position for position, you know, especially when you're talking about the starters, it's as good looking a starting group as Arkansas has ever had. The problem is, you know, everybody else is able to do that too. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think that's where Arkansas can close the gap and, and maybe make up for what they're missing in terms of, you know, having the proximity to elite athletes. I would say out of every team, all 14 teams in the SEC, Arkansas is in the worst shape as far as proximity, you know, to to elite recruits. Wouldn't you guys agree with that? Worst shape? Boy, that's that's a good one. Uh, Possibly. And my my next thought would be Missouri. Right. Missouri is my next thought. They've got Kansas City, St. Louis. Yeah. I think of. But Vanderbilt they're not as close because, to, to Dallas. You know, Vanderbilt's close to Atlanta, but I don't, can't believe they're going to draw players out of Atlanta. Vanderbilt's so, that's, problems that's are different. If, Vander, if you replace yeah. Vanderbilt with any other SEC yeah. school and put them yeah. in Nashville, then they would be yes. a power. Yeah, you're right, because that's a great city, too. Wow. I have to think about that. You are probably right. Although but Arkansas, I, will... I think it shows a lot because they do get ranked pretty regular in, you know, the top 25. Yeah. Um, despite not having that access to, to players, they overcome a lot. Arkansas spends a ton on recruiting. Like when you compare to other schools in the SEC, Arkansas is way, way up there in terms of money that they spend on recruiting. And I think part of it is just because they have to go so far. Well, that's, those are very good points. Trey, if there's anything missing, could you think of – Anything that's missing? There's no reason to do like this, um, hey, um, donate to this cause because we need a new training room or, 
you know, or, you know, it, there's none of that anymore. Like, as far as the football side of things go, you know, basketball's got some things. You know, there's some, obviously some talk about Bud Walton Arena and, um, you know, things that they could do to improve that facility. But as far as football goes, what needs what needs to be done? They have their football operations center. They have great practice fields. Um, the stadium is I'm not a huge fan of the gap, but uh, it doesn't bother me that much. But aside from that, it's it's a very complete stadium, um, you know, up there amongst the best in the country. Mm. I, the Jerry Jones I, Center, fabulous. The Jerry Jones Center is fantastic. The Jerry yeah. and Gene Jones Center. I mean, it's uh, what's missing? I mean, I can remember amazing. back what's you missing? Know, yeah. a decade ago when there were literal campaigns. You know, you'd see Bobby Petrino come up on a screen, hey, you know, we need this and we need that. You know, help us out here. I can remember Houston Nutt talking all the time about some of the some of the facility challenges that they had. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium was basically two grandstands. And that was that was it, you know, and it was just metal. There wasn't even really an exterior. Um, it, that was not that long ago. It wasn't that long ago where I thought War Memorial was the better-looking stadium between the two. Well, I mean, amazing, I know that we're talking, no, you know, yeah, we're talking 20 years ago. Years but, ago. Yeah. yeah, 25 years ago, but uh, that wasn't that long ago. Uh, so the, the the changes that have happened at Arkansas have been pretty dramatic over the last 25 years, um, you know, and since entering the SEC. I wouldn't say that there is anything that, you know, now it's just down to, like, um, putting float tanks in the lockers, I guess, so <laughs> or, or something like that, you know, just something, just lavish yeah. stuff, um, lining the, the lockers with gold trim and putting gold toilets in there or something. Well, they need you their know, own just, TVs in there, too. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that's, uh, now there's nothing that there's, like, like that's outstanding that they uh, just don't have anymore. I'll tell you uh, one thing I think they should do. Here's one thing, if I could pick something. In the indoor practice facility, they need about 10 extra yards on both sides on the end zones. It's either that or, like, short in the field because whoever designed those things never accounted for, like, throwing corner fades in the end zone. I mean, because you just run into glass. You just run into a wall, you know. Uh, that's one thing, like, with the design, and that's not just at Arkansas. Everybody did that, uh, where, you know, and, and Sam Pittman's not the only coach that has ever told me that. Oh, I know what Sam Pittman wants, air conditioning in that indoor practice facility, heating and air conditioning. Yeah. Sure right. that'll, draw, that'll draw more recruits. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about it. All right, Trey. Great to have you with us. Great that yep. you're doing better. Thank All right, you. that's Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service.